Hello and welcome to Northside Now. This is the podcast where your lovable hosts take you on a tour through all of the ministries and the latest happenings around Northside Church to keep you better connected with your church family. I'm one of your hosts, Patrick, and with me as always are my two fabulous co-hosts, Glenn Miller and Kevin Bryant. What's up? What's up? What's up? Hey guys. Hey. Why couldn't Jonah trust the ocean? (laughs) Oh man. Because he knew there was something fishy about it. Oh, oh goodness. I'm this, is, this is our new segment for everyone <laughs> is, listening. It's Patrick Joke it's, Day. This Bible Bible dad jokes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, I got a whole bunch, so. Oh, I believe goodness. it. I believe it. I'm all about some laughter. Yeah, it's the best medicine, right? Mm-hmm. All right, tell us another one. Oh, you want another one? Who is the greatest comedian in the Bible? Samson. He really brought the house, house down. down. Oh. Yeah, I heard that one before, yeah. Wow. Oh, goodness. Yep. <laughs> How about this one? Who is the greatest babysitter in the Bible? <laughs> David. He rocked Goliath to sleep. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, we are sorry to bring you yeah, a sorry about brief that interruption. <laughs> Lord, I and apologize. Patrick's sanity. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty funny, so... Yeah. Uh, was it uh what would you say it was bible i said bible dad jokes bible dad jokes (laughs) we didn't say if they were good or not no no no, i laughed at every single one of them (laughs) i know i thought they were pretty good pretty good yeah i like it let's keep it you you out there listening just vote on it let us know if we should keep the (laughs) we're desperately trying to do anything (laughs) to get somebody just send an email please yes be bold send send an email yeah any email we're, we're looking forward to it. So. That email is podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, at northsidejackson.com. So here's the thing. You know, I listen mm-hmm. to podcasts, and, and various ones of them are, I don't know, sort of produced on a, a dime, and they ask for donations, and especially if it's publicly funded, like a, from a radio station or something. And I I must say, I've never participated in that. I've never sent in a question, never tweeted something, never participated, etc. Um, but again, we will say it over and over and keep saying it. But the, the point of this is to be able to have conversation within a Christian worldview, but to actually interact mm-hmm. with people that are listening. So mm-hmm. you hear us say over and over, Hey, we want to hear your questions. We, we actually do mm-hmm. because uh, some of the best conversations I've ever had in my whole life is when someone asked me a question. Yeah. It, it, it challenges everybody involved, whether you're listening or you're talking or anything to, uh, put thoughts together, you know, to, to actually think it's not, it's not like a situation. Well, and, and some people may, if you're asked a question, you may just repeat something you've heard, mm-hmm. you know, not think about it at all at all. But that's really at least my purpose in being here is to have that conversation to to gain perspective from other people that aren't me and to figure out how we fit in this whole follow Jesus life thing. And so we really do want the questions. Absolutely. That's the way we learn. Exactly. Ask questions. And that voice you just heard was the blending of myself and Kevin. (laughs) Hey, we have Pastor Kevin. Pastor Kevin Glenn here, Rev Kev. Yes. How's it going, everybody? He's good to be back with you guys. Missed you last week. Yeah. We missed you. It's good to be back. You're all moved in. We are. uh, And and thanks to you, Kevin. You and you and your guy. uh, Oh, yeah. Coming in with the, uh, the, 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 those canvas strap things. 
the we, shoulder dolly. That's right. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it was. It was great. So uh, yeah, we're uh, this weekend. Uh, we will unpack all the rest of the boxes, and it's a beautiful thing. Well, wonderful maybe thing. you should come to my house after that. <laughs> I've still got boxes that are <laughs> come on. not unpacked. My oh, wife yeah. and I are OCD, and it's like, <laughs> we have to do it all. <laughs> we still got a, a pile of wedding boxes and stuff Ooh, still yeah. on the kitchen. Like, we can't sit at the kitchen table right now because it's all still wedding <laughs> stuff we have yet to go through. So I know. <laughs> We're unpacked, but there are some things up in the attic above the garage that they really weren't necessary anyways i don't know why we moved them but i'm kind of the same way i have to get it done yep just i just need to get it done i i highly appreciate folks like you <laughs> i want to be like you when i grow up well, I, you know i had this goal of i wanted to put my cars in the garage <laughs> i can't do it all the time but if i had to i wanted to. yeah that's a good so that was my that was my big thing good goal my was, goal is just i want to have a garage so fair enough <laughs> fair enough i've been there for a long time yes, sir. but i will say this um if anybody else is moving and you need boxes ah. i can set you up mm. i there got go. boxes baby and they're good they're the they're those heavy duty boxes from from home depot yeah oh, oh yeah good. yeah good. home depot did not you know they're not giving me any money from that so edit that i want to i yeah. want to get paid <laughs> this episode brought to you by home depot <laughs> not sponsored not sponsored well, oh cool. gosh so we yeah. took a we took a little uh, detour mm -hmm. uh recently from joshua over to, to jesus Ma to matthew and jesus <laughs> so uh yeah why did we do that well glenn i'm glad you asked <laughs> kevin will answer your question yep that's no, exactly. I won't. this is getting confusing <laughs> i know who are we talking no. about um jesus we, we did we 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 did and the the big reason for that is because um you know getting here and kind of learning the learning the rhythms and the seasons and scheduling and everything uh we started this series the next right step and then a couple weeks into that yeah you know, I, I figured out the green sheet thing mm. And uh, I thought, oh wow, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a big believer in in the pastor being supportive of of things, and and I said, well, you know, Pastor Daphne, what if, what if I tied something into the next right step series that would that would help support uh, getting people to take quote unquote the next right step into serving the Lord, and we had talked about um, courage and fear, and so I thought, you know, I think I think we can do this. I think we can. Uh, we can spend two weeks in the New Testament um, during the during the two week period that uh, green sheets will still be out, and hopefully people. Of course, you know we would love to see people uh, more more people participate via the green sheets, but also mm -hmm. just in any area where somebody might be kind of kind of wrestling with you know can God really use me? Mm. Uh, is there a calling on my life? And and when I say calling, I'm not talking about. Uh, just a calling to ministry. I, I, you know, I think any follower of Christ that, um, when, when you're doing what you are skilled at, what you love to do, what, what moves you, what you have experience with, that's a calling. That's actually what the word vocation means. It's a, it's a call. And, uh, my calling to work in a church is no higher than, uh, um, you know, Dr. Curry's, um, calling to be a surgeon mm -hmm. or, um, someone's call to my dad's call to be a firefighter when, mm -hmm. when he was, when he was around. So, um, it's the station that God has called us to and whatever that is, that's how he intends to you know, work through and, 
um, and do his thing. So, so yeah, so, well, let's, let's do that. Um, and so we, we, we've taken the feeding of the 5,000, broken it up into, into two messages. Um, this past week was, um, doing what you can do. Mm-hmm. And then, um, this coming, uh, the, the next one that people will have heard, uh, when they hear this podcast will have been, um, what God does, what God mm-hmm. can do. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, that's why. And then we'll be back with Joshua, uh, on September 5th. Um, when the, he sends the spies into Jericho and Ooh. they stay at Rahab's brothel. Woohoo! That's juicy. It is. Rahab was a madam. Mm-hmm. Madam. 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 Some people call her Rahab the harlot or Rahab the prostitute. We don't know if she participated in mm. said activity, but she was definitely the madam that was seeing that activity was done. Yeah. 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 And they stayed there. And she lied (laughs) and she's included in the hall of faith in the book of Hebrews. And so we're going to unpack why grace is amazing and amazingly messy. And isn't she also in the genealogy, the first part of Matthew? Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Rahab and then Ruth, you know, uh, so a, a Canaanite and a Moabitess, a Moabitess. Yeah. These are the things you can't learn anywhere else, folks. Like I said, wanna, juicy. That's yeah. juicy. You want to tune in? This is a, yeah, juicy topics of conversation. Like, <laughs> well, here's the thing, too. If you're able and you've been thinking about maybe someone passed this podcast to you and thinking about, well, maybe I'll go check out the, you know, check Jeez. out the church. Or Come on. This is the kind of stuff that you can hear talked about. I mean, I've been so excited and um, sort of. You know when when you when you're serving God and you're and you know you're in his will so to speak you're in the zone. Mm-hmm. You're using your gifts, you just feel it. It's right for me to be here. It's right for me to be doing this. Some of you may not not have ever felt that way, but that's something when we talk about green sheets and where mm-hmm. you can use your skills and talents. That's something we all should be feeling. Mm-hmm. There's that opportunity for all of us. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's trial and error to find where that is. It's mm-hmm. definitely partnership with God to get there. But um, we want everybody within the sound of our voice to to participate in that. Yeah. And so if you if you just hey just take the chance, mm-hmm. come on a you know a Sunday Wednesday nights are a fantastic a fantastic time. I'm having a blast with those. Just what it, the conversations week after week and the things that we're, we're learning to be able to talk about now mm-hmm. to open up and say, well, you know, I really, I don't understand this. Kevin, yeah. what, what were you actually saying? I don't, what is formation? I mean, yeah, you know, things like that, that we want to be about, we want to be talking about mm-hmm. because it's important. Yeah. God thinks we're important. And the things we think and, sh- and wrestle with are important. And so why shouldn't we be about talking about that? I think we should. So mm-hmm. encouragement for everybody. Just, just take a chance. Take a chance and come on in. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that when I was a chaplain, whenever people would enter hospice care, there would be, there would be a lot riding on how quickly they, they deteriorated or went or whatever based on how they were processing their usefulness. Mm. Mm. And one of the top reasons for suicide among uh, not just the, the elderly, but now in, in other age groups is a, a belief that they no longer have 
when, when they say, I don't have a place in this world, it's usually, I don't know what I'm supposed to do in this world. Right. I don't have a purpose in this world. And, you know, the scripture teaches us that we've been, whenever we come to Christ, it's not just about salvation. That's like the front porch. Mm. It's, it's not just what we're saved from, it's what we're saved for. And we're, um, we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God had prepared beforehand that we should walk in. And that's, that's in Ephesians somewhere. Yeah. It's right after that famous, famous verse, by grace, you've been saved mm-hmm. through faith. It's yeah. a gift of God, not of works, so that no one can boast. Yay, we love that one. The very next one, <laughs> very next one, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. So we were put here for usefulness, to be useful, to be productive, to cultivate. That's what culture is. And so we see that in the very opening chapters. He didn't just put them in the garden just to run around and enjoy it. Mm. Uh, And what I mean by enjoy it is just, you know, kind of take a passive enjoyment of it. It was was an act of cultivation of their environment and their surroundings that brought full satisfaction and joy and what the intention is supposed to be. So work service has always been something holy work Mm. work was not part of the curse toil and having your work be very very difficult was part of the curse in the fall but not work and service itself Mm. yeah so it's really an issue of usefulness and purpose and god gives us these abilities and skills and experiences and opportunities with the intention of the satisfaction we gain from being active and then you know, amping that up because he gets involved and works in us as he's working through us. Man, that's good stuff. I think that message is something everybody needs to hear. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want to hear. We belong, but that we have a purpose. Mm-hmm. And I think so many times in the interest of religion, mm-hmm. that gets missed. Because I have friends who are non-believers and, you know, folks that I've met and family members that why? Well, I just hate religion. You know, religion. Yeah, so do I. Everything has, you know, all of these, they can cite, and, and I can as well, all the things that have been done in the name of religion. Mm-hmm. And it's, that's so not the point. So how can we as believers, and this is hypothetical, but there's obviously real answers. How can we change that Change the message. Mm-hmm. Well, from an apologetic standpoint, you know, the defense of the faith, the the charge that much has been done for ill and harm in this world in the name of religion is true. Yeah. Much has been done. But that doesn't get a lack of religion off the hook because atheistic regimes like, like Stalin, mm-hmm. Lenin, and others like those have also done immeasurable and Absolutely. horrendous things. So my buddies that are atheists, you know, they, they don't argue with me as much about it anymore because I just keep, I just keep telling them, you look, you're proving my point. It's a belief system. <laughs> Atheism is your religion mm-hmm. because you want to convert people to it. And it's a set of beliefs by which you live your life. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, all right, whatever, whatever. But it's a faithless religion. And like, no, 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 no. There's an object to your faith. Everybody believes something. So, you know, when we've had fun with that, it's Okay, so just what kind of what kind of religious system is it? Is it based on, you know, something other than than Jesus? Mm. Then, you know, 
that's when it starts to go off the rails. But uh, so there's that. But I think we have to recover what it is that we were put here to do. And it wasn't just to make a decision in the Wesleyan Methodist and many Presbyterian models where you are baptized as a baby and Mm. then go into confirmation and at some point confirm your faith. Or if you become a follower of Jesus apart from a a confirmation or catechism and, and everything, Either way, whether you confirm your faith or you are converted into your faith or or whatever, when you're a follower of Jesus, that is not, and I'm going to say this very carefully, has never been about you going to heaven. Mm. Okay, and that's going to be a shock to some people who are saying that, and they're going to rethink this whole thing. (laughs) No, but let me explain. Am I saying you don't go to heaven when you die? No, I'm not saying that. If you pass away in this life before the restoration of all things by Christ, then yes, you go to be in the presence of the Lord, which at this point is in the heavenly realm with him. Yes. But that's not, even that's going to be temporary Mm. because what the scripture teaches us is that what we inherit is not heaven. The meek shall inherit the what? Earth. The earth. And in Romans, uh, in the book of Romans, it says not all of heaven is eagerly awaiting the redemption all of creation is creation is is like travailing in childbirth and that that word in greek literally means like to crane the neck forward like in anticipation Mm. aching for it like when my cat is hungry you know (laughs) when my cat is hungry when i'm hungry yeah (laughs) (laughs) and a crane in her neck forward and all in anticipation not of being done away with but of being restored Mm mm-hmm And so at the end of all things, it's heaven that comes to earth and the earth is restored and the earth is rejuvenated. And we are to spend this time between salvation and that restoration, being agents and ambassadors of the new earth Mm. as we wait for God to bring that. And so I think what happens is um, the decision to follow Jesus is seen as both the start and the end by Mm -hmm. a lot of folks. And okay, well, I've kind of in Baptist circles, we would say I've got my fire insurance, you know, Mm -hmm. I've got my get out of hell free card and then, okay, well, I'm good. (laughs) Right? No, you're not good. You're just starting. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You you just started a marathon. (laughs) And so, but the rest of our life is to be spent in service to God and one another. And that's really the whole gospel. If you think about a cross, you know, a cross reaches up horizontally, you know, God reaching down to humanity. That That's vertical. Yeah, that's what I, yeah, <laughs> vertical, like I said. And, uh, <laughs> and we're watching him draw on the pad, so we, we actually get it now. See? Uh, yeah, so that direction. Um, you know, God, God reaching down to, to mankind and making a way and us taking the first right step in following him. But then there's that cross beam and see the gospel is incomplete. If all we're ever concerned with and thinking about mm-hmm. and talking about, that is not, not the full gospel, the vertical. You know, right. if all we have is a vertical thing, you don't have the whole gospel. The whole gospel is also horizontal. Yes. Because what did Jesus say when asked, what's the greatest commandment? He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is like it. In other words, this, the, the second is every bit as important as the first mm. and is incomplete without it. And love your neighbor as you love yourself. 
that tethers this heavenly thing to the here and now. So to take way too long to answer your question, Kevin, I think it's it's the absence of that mm-hmm. horizontal part of the gospel, the lack of understanding that we were actually chosen and saved for a purpose, and mm-hmm. that purpose was not to sit around and wait to be snatched out of here. It's left, left it, behind kind of uh, philosophy. Don't, don't get me started on that <laughs> work of fiction. Um, uh, anyway, so yeah, I'm going to have to do the Revelation series, man. I'm I would to love do to do that. Yeah, I, I know you like, mentioned it. Uh, I, I would dig that this last yeah. week, but yeah, Be, because I because I do think our view our view of how things end impacts how we live today. Sure, and if yeah. and if for me it's all about just getting just escaping, mm. then then why rearrange deck chairs on the Titanic? Mm. But if that's really how it is, then why does the New Testament in particular labor so much in instructing us to live according to? the new covenant, mm-hmm. the new creation, mm-hmm. live, the kingdom is here among you, in your midst, live like it, be ambassadors. How can you be ambassadors of something you're going to abandon yeah. and can't wait to abandon? Yeah. Yeah. No, we're ambassadors of a world that's already and not yet. So cool. I think that's why there's a struggle with, at times, serving, because I'm not going to value that if I don't have a, a healthy theology of what it means to to put shoe leather on my salvation, mm. on my faith. So, yeah, for what that's worth. Yeah. And, and I think, doesn't that go a little bit to, you talk about people are at, at the end of their life, what they're able to do, what they're worth. It goes to that, I think, as well, because I hear so many teenagers, so many young people who their faith has been taught to them that you don't do these 10 things you know, it's this rules, this list of rules, and, and instead of teaching these list of rules of do this, don't do that, and the church kind of being more or less like a police right. situation, uh, instead of just, you know, just being given that freedom to live and, and that investment mm-hmm. into, so whether you're young, and I remember when I was young, you know, your dad was like, help me do something, then you just mm-hmm. go get tools, you're not really going to help me. <laughs> no, you, you hold <laughs> the flashlight. But that's no, part right. of it. So you're like, I would, I'm not ready for that yet, but I, I am, I could do that. But even at the end mm-hmm. of life, or when you get these different seasons older, you know, you begin to question, what's my worth? What's my, what am I, what am I even here for? Well, if you have that, what you're talking about right there, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what stage, season, ability, mm-hmm. you know, your work, everything you do wraps right. up into that. Well, and there's so much there that, again, if we follow what the scripture lays out, even going back to the text that we're, that we're studying, the feeding of the 5,000, and uh, I think it's John's account of the feeding of the 5,000. It's a boy, a young, a young child mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who has the five loaves and fish. And they hijacked it. No, they don't hijack it. Uh, but they, they stole that kid's lunch. Yeah, right. They went bag snatching like at Halloween. What are they doing? No, but you know, it's offered up and that's the resource. The resource came from someone who along with in that day, women weren't counted as very effective. And so you see the age groups kind of working together there and then it's offered up Then Jesus blesses it. And what I find fascinating is I'm wondering when did the fish and chips, I mean, the fish and bread, <laughs> start to multiply? Mm. Because it, if you notice, Jesus does not even pray for them to multiply. Mm-hmm. He just thanks God. Right. Mm-hmm. He says, "Thank you so much." And and then 
he begins to hand it out. Was it multiplying as he handed it out? Was it appearing in baskets and the disciples just kept coming back? You know, I'm, I'm, how did it happen? I don't know. I wasn't there. There are no selfies either. But, um, <laughs> it was like a Mary Poppins bag and he just kept reaching in. And that's right. Out more one, that's right. You know? Like Hermione Granger's, uh, <laughs> exactly. you know, with the books and everything. <laughs> yes. But my point in all that is the model in scripture is and has always been that the younger um, interact with and learn from the older and are mentored by the older and find wisdom and purpose in, in learning from the older and the older retain purpose and continue to, whenever they physically aren't able to do as much, mm-hmm. they're able to pass on all that experience. But what often we've done by, by our own choosing, don't blame the church for this, but by our own choosing, we isolate ourselves mm-hmm. from, from each other. Mm-hmm. And as I said the week before, isolation is not a good thing. And so all this is in the context of service. I think one of the best things that our senior adults have to offer is the wisdom and experience to the younger generations coming up because somebody did that for them. Yeah. Right. Somebody definitely, did that for definitely. them. And uh, I'm a benefit of that in my own life. Those, those older folks that went before me and, uh, and the young people desperately need it, even though they usually don't think they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, over the years, my best youth workers were, uh, were senior adults. You know, they didn't, they didn't do the uh, lock-ins. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, they, uh, they tapped out for that, but man, as far as getting them, but you really had to convince them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're not going to want to trust me. Trust me. They're going to, they're going to eat it up after, after a while. So it was a beautiful thing. But anyway, all that to say, it's about our purpose and usefulness to the kingdom. Well, speaking of older and younger, you are really been wonderful about listening to all of us ask you questions like yeah, a man. bunch of toddlers like why 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 you know <laughs> why I'm still, daddy i'm why still always asking this? god why? <laughs> so how have the wednesday night studies and you put the questions on mm-hmm. you version and the handouts and all that how how is that going uh with with the questions because i uh, unfortunately i can't make the wednesday night things because mm-hmm. i'm doing with the youth but i hear about them all the time yeah. i'm just like yeah. Well, this is I, the greatest buzz on the planet. You know? I, well, actually, I'm I'm interested in what you're hearing because when I've shown up for them, they've gone well. I kind of <laughs> didn't show up the week before. Like it was. The, oh it was, yeah, <laughs> I know that was so crazy. It was moving day, and man, I had high hopes. You know, we were going to yeah. move. Then I was going to get cleaned up. Then I was going to come back and do my thing. And we literally we couldn't find the towels and soap. Oh, oh yeah. goodness! And I'm like, um, <laughs> um. So I told him last night, I said, guys, I'm sorry. I said, but if I would have come in last week, yeah. oh, I said, not, not only would I look gnarly, but we would have social distanced and because I would have reeked. But um, so they, they forgave me. But no, the, the week before that was the first one. And that one went well, but a lot of people didn't know about it yet. But then Wednesday, which would have been, let's see, Wednesday, the uh, 25th was the second one and uh, a lot more people there and it felt to me like it went well. You know, folks are still a little bit slow to ask questions, but uh, I just want to say, you, you know, nothing's off limits, guys. You can ask me anything. You can ask me whatever you want. You can push back. You're not going to hurt mm-hmm. my feelings if you're like, I didn't, I didn't understand that. I didn't get that because I know I can be kind of dense sometimes. <laughs> I don't mean to, but uh, seriously, once you've written a dissertation, <laughs> and 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 every week you're putting your heart and soul into something and it's and it's coming back looking like somebody slaughtered a pig over it. There's yeah. so much red ink. Yeah. 
you quickly get over yourself mm. and my sermons and things, those are products. They're not me. Mm. So if you don't understand, don't like something, don't get it, need clarification, I'm not going to get defensive. I'm not going to have my feelings hurt. More than likely, when you ask me your question or even express what wasn't clear, I will say, you know what? Yeah, that wasn't really clear. Because I go back and listen to my own sermons and I'm like, that's not how I meant to say that. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm probably ahead of you and already saying, oh, I don't even understand what I was saying there. I hope somebody <laughs> asked me so I can figure it out. So no, I'm, I'm totally cool with that. But I don't know. I, I'm I'm hearing that people are liking it and enjoying yeah. it, and they seem to, unless yeah. it, unless it's all a ruse. I think they do. <laughs> no, that's what I was hearing. We're I, just I, lulling you into a false I, sense of security. I know. So. I know. I've the heard other people going to drop. Yeah. People have said, you know, I want more of that. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, and I think it's, I mean, some of it's you, just the newness, the freshness, but I think it's more than that. I think it's, it's like an awakening or mm-hmm. a Holy Spirit movement. We had, uh, my brother's a pastor at a church in Indiana. I'm and sorry. He, <laughs> I love him to death. I did think when he was younger, he was a little bit spoiled, but that's a different podcast. <laughs> but he talked and we've had conversations since about the theology of fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He he was talking about how, why has church attendance or participation gotten this rap of it, it's it's hard work, it's not fun. Mm. The whole thing is that it, it should be fun, it should be energizing, it should Absolutely. be exciting. Mm-hmm. And that's the, at least for me, that's the sense that I get in those conversations. When you get excited, you get engaged. When mm-hmm. you get engaged, you participate. When you participate, the experience changes so much and it changes you and it Mm -hmm. sticks with you. That's one of the things about the questions that you've talked about, but these are things that you can wrestle with all week Mm -hmm. that you can have further conversation about. I think faith and following Jesus is intended to be, you know, every single moment. Mm -hmm. This is, this is what life should be. How, how are we reflecting on each and every moment? How are we walking it out? How is it it's more than just a Sunday church, Wednesday church thing. Mm-hmm. That's very cliche, of course, but um, it really is. It really is. And so what's the most exciting, the f- most fun thing you've had since you've been here? Hmm. Other than pies and I was going to say Miss Joyce's <laughs> pecan pie. That's good stuff. I would agree with you probably there. But well, they don't like me saying pecan. But, and I, let me, let me set the record straight. I know it's pecan. I know that. (laughs) I know that. And I agree that it's pecan. I just, I just like to do my little pecan jokes. Sure. Yep. Because I'll say, nobody says, well, not, nobody says peanut. (laughs) Nobody says, you know, hazelnut. They say hazelnut and walnut and peanut, pecan. It's Mm. consistent. It is. Yep, that is. But it's not convincing. So anyway, you know, but no, it, it, wow, the funnest thing. Ooh, um, hmm, that's hard. (laughs) Probably the children's moment Mm. Sunday. That was, that was so much fun, especially at 11, because I had a bigger crowd of them at 11. And um, one of them, he, he was using the, uh, it was like he was on a uh, mechanical bull. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah, man. It was great. It was, <laughs> and I love it. I love, I've, I've done a lot of children's camps over mm-hmm. the years and I just, I absolutely love it. So that was a lot of fun. That's great. Um, Cause I had a little Yoda that um, a buddy of mine made me. Um, he's an origami artist. Oh, wow. And he made it for me. 
And so it was fun. I was able to pass that around to the kids and, uh, you know, here's my Yoda voice I did. <laughs> so that was fun. You know, you don't get to do that too often in church. So yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. And I think the, the, the next, the next best one was, has been Wednesday nights. Mm-hmm. And the thing is as much fun as the actual time is from 645 to 744 <laughs> um, <laughs> has been the, the follow-up conversations, Yeah, you know, when, when people do come up after and want to go a little, a little more. Oh, I, I just, I live for it, man. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. That's why I'm saying I really, really want the questions. I, I thrive on it. It's my wheelhouse because I'm a question asker. Mm-hmm. So I love it. Don't hold back. Don't be shy. In the spirit of asking questions, I have been thinking this week uh, about several. My kids uh, submitted a few. I won't. Uh, <laughs> one of them was about hair color. Right, Josie? I think. Anyway, um, hair color. Yeah. Like where did, where did your hair color come from? Why did you color it gray? I haven't colored it gray. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. That is funny though. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I started, I started getting gray hairs at 17. Did you? Yeah. My mother-in-law I think might've been mostly gray at 18. I remember she's saying so anyway, it it just is one of those things. Mm -hmm. I've got gray too. So people pay to have their hair colored gray now. Yeah. And I know. So I'm oh, yeah. just, I'm just riding the fashion wave. That's free. <laughs> you are ahead of the game. Just living <laughs> into it. But my, on a, on a serious note, my question is, as I was looking through and for all of those uh, of you out there, uh, even if you're, you're not here on Sunday, um, if you're following along online or you join mm-hmm. our live stream or whatever, if you, if you get that U version app, the mm-hmm. Bible app, you can look at and follow along with the notes but there's also questions in there that you can mm-hmm. think about as you go along. So I was thinking about that a little bit. And I know in there for this past service, whenever you're listening to this, the, the service that we were reflecting on was, as Kevin was talking about, in terms of Jesus and the feeding of the 5,000. But a couple things in there really stood out. Expect to be interrupted. Mm-hmm. It feels like my life is just one constant <laughs> interruption. But I, I've sort of been struggling with this in this season of my life, but, mm-hmm. and it really boils down to what do you do when you just feel like you can't get a break, mm-hmm. catch a break for, for me, I'm a believer. I've followed Jesus for a long time and I've been through the mountains and the valleys. And I understand that that is part of the human condition and it's okay. And, and God understands that and walks with us. Uh, Jesus walks us alongside us regardless. But, you know, I have this desire to be more disciplined, to continue growing, to be alive in a spiritual sense. But it just seems like life, it's not making it easy at all. You know, the, the cars are constantly breaking down. We're having health issues. And in a financial sense, I understand that's why you have a rainy day fund and, you know, those kinds of things. I've learned that over time. But, you know, I don't know where the end's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. It, what if that rainy day turns into a rainy year? Or, yeah, five <laughs> years or whatever yeah. it is. And I'm sure I'm not the only one who's felt like this. Right. And, and I think all of us, I would venture to say, feel like this, have felt like this at some point. Mm-hmm. But what happens when it gets to feel like this is never going to change? And I don't necessarily feel like I'm depressed. We've talked a lot about mental illness, and mm-hmm. I feel very strongly that's something 
very important that all of us should be talking about and connecting with each other on. But what happens when it feels like, you know, your whole life is interruption? Mm -hmm. I believe God's going to use it for something. There's a plan and the plan's good, (laughs) but it is just... It's not good right now. Like at the end of the day, (laughs) you know, I want to have some quiet time or prayer and I'm just so exhausted. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's like when you are uh, a new parent all over again. Yeah. I'm not a new parent. I've been a parent for a long time, but I just, it just is so exhausting. It, it feels like sometimes I feel bad because I haven't made enough room for Jesus in my day, even though there's a quick prayer here and a quick prayer there and a quick prayer there. And we're connecting sort of kind of, but I just don't feel alive. Mm-hmm. What do you do then? I think some of what you said in the question itself is where where the direction is. I, I'm not going to say where the answer is because mm. um, I think some of what we experience as human beings, there's not an answer for. There's a person for that. Because really when it comes down to when God is his most present, it's not in words that are spoken. It's in, it's in a person who came. And I think what... Um, when it, whenever you said, I know there are, there are other people who are going through this and that's true. And you also said, I know I'm not the first person to have gone through this. And I think that's where the direction comes Mm. because you can, you can go to the scripture, but let me back up for just a second. And I, it's probably something I need to clear up anyway, when, when I'm talking about a quiet time or spiritual disciplines or things like that. Yes. I think it's good to develop those. There may be some seasons where the only breathing room you have for that is when you're on the way to something else. Right. I get that. I think yeah. God gets that. I think that's why Deuteronomy chapter six, I'm so glad it includes when, when it says, teach these, teach these things to your children, put them on their hearts. When you rise up and sit down and when you're walking along the way, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes devotion and formation is just going to have to happen as we're living. Mm. And so, and that's okay. That That's okay. So, you know, I would encourage people don't, don't allow the, the need for there to be formation in your life to become a source of anxiety. Mm. If, scheduling or circumstances right now are just making it to where, you know, having five minutes alone of quiet just is not in your world right now. Because mm-hmm. for some people, it's just not. God can do formation to go, <laughs> you know, um, he can, he can form you as you're walking, as he demonstrated with the two disciples on the road to Emmaus, right. they were constantly right. in motion and he was at work. So God is at work, even when you're in motion. And so those sporadic prayers here and there, that's something. Mm-hmm. And in those seek and ask for, for more. For, for peace. But on the other side of that, part of what you can reflect on in those times is that it's true. You're not the first, you're not the first person to, to go through that. Um, what I love about Isaiah 40 is we, we tend to focus on the part of Isaiah 40, you know, those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up on wings like buzzards and <laughs> which is actually 
the bird they're talking about. Eagle, yeah. Yeah, it's not, not well, eagles is kind of a westernized mm-hmm. thing because we think eagles are pretty. Yeah, they're, um, they're more majestic. So. <laughs> they're more majestic, but in they're that day patriotic. and time, there weren't eagles over there. They were, they were buzzards, <laughs> but uh, they considered them majestic. Anyway, a little cultural moment there with Kevin. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, before all that, that chapter comes right after God has told them that they're going to be carried away into Babylon. And they're kind of like, oh, really? Mm. And so then chapter 40 opens up with comfort, comfort, my people, comfort, my people. And, you know, after, after telling them what's going to happen, then he tells them about how it's, it's, it is going to come to pass. It is going to come to pass. And, you know, the, the, the general tone of the people were, were so tired uh-huh. Why remain faithful when we're about to go into captivity? He says, hey, be comforted. Be comforted. This is not forever. I haven't given up on you. And so there, there are passages like that. There's the, the book of Habakkuk. I've done a series through Habakkuk um, in previous places. And uh, number one, uh, a lot of people had never read Habakkuk. Mm. Number two, they were absolutely floored by how raw and honest Habakkuk is in his complaint to God. It is irreverent. It is rude. It is um, accusatory, but he has had it hearing about God being just because he's watching injustice happen all mm-hmm. around him. And he basically says to God, so I thought you despised injustice, but you're not doing anything. You're doing nothing. I think part of it is saying to God, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Everything seems to suck right now. Everything is breaking down everything we can't catch a break god Mm -hmm. and i don't like it and i'm tired tell him that it's not like he doesn't know but i think part of that same thing of oh i don't know if we can ask questions yes you can (laughs) i don't know if we can say that to god so you'd rather play and basically that's what you're doing you have to role play like he doesn't know well that's dishonest you're lying to yourself he knows tell him (laughs) you know if you're a parent you know, you know when something's going on with your kid. Yeah. You know, and you probably know what it is. You want them to tell you. Yeah. You want them to open up to you uh, for their own good. So it's not like God's like, I wish you would just tell me so I could feel better. It's mm-hmm. no, I wish you would tell me so I can help you know that I'm with you. Um, Habakkuk did that. He did it. It was it was faithful complaining, mm. and 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 he did that. Jeremiah did that. Right. He says to God, you have deceived me and I'm deceived because, you know, you called me to be a prophet. You put this fire in my bones. You said that I'm going to be a, a prophet to the nations and nobody's listening to me. Nobody's listening to me. Uh, Elijah defeated the prophets of Baal. And then he's like, well, that's it. Yes. Yeah. I, I guess I'm going to die now. This <laughs> is it. It's just me. And, and God's like, I got I can't remember the number now. I got however many other prophets here. You're not alone. You're not the first person to go through this. You won't be the last. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we need to go back and re- read or recount those mm-hmm. accounts. And sometimes the answer isn't necessarily that we get an answer. The, the, the answer is that we, we're reminded that we're not alone in feeling like I can't catch a stinking break. Right. And, then somehow God shows up in that. Not that there's a break, but being able to say it, to get it out there, to voice it, to face it, to name it. 
and to complain about it to God. That's part of what lament is too. There, there's laments don't resolve. Mm-hmm. It's not like whenever somebody has lamented and been, you know, Lord, how long? I mean, that's what a lament is. Right, Lord, right. how long is this going to go on? Um, the Lord doesn't say um, 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. I wish he would. I wish he'd give me the timetable. Right. But you don't see that. Right. And um, so the Psalms are also another great place where yeah. David's like, you know, there's times David's like, you don't listen to me anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, are you even, do you even hear? Uh, and he's so mad. He's like, I'm going to, I'm going to s- smash their baby's heads against rocks. Yeah. Okay. We haven't read that Psalm in church yet, you know, but it's there mm-hmm. because he's just raw. So sometimes I think it's just being honest with God about where we are in, in that. So hopefully that makes sense. It does. And it, and, uh, that's a, such a good reminder because I think there's this perception that being a Christian, you got your life together. Mm. Everything's going to be great. You know, mm-hmm. it's like this. Once you get saved, story's over. It's great now. Everything's going to be perfect mm-hmm. and prosperous. Mm, yeah. And, you know, I, you know, I'm not going to fall on hard times because God's behind me and God's good. But it is such a good reminder that that's like you, you alluded to earlier that the front porch, you, you got to go into the house. You got to work on whatever's in this room and that room and your boxes are unpacked and are uh, not, not unpacked and you got a garage you're trying to fit stuff into. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And, and that is, that is really what the journey of life is about. And then the other thing that I thought of too, is that sometimes all you can do is just hold on, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hold on until fill in the blank. What's next and know that God's there with you. Dallas Willard had one of the, just one of my favorite quotes. He says, I have found God's address. It's at the end of my rope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I love that. And I think we have sanitized Christianity Mm. we've, we've cleaned up, we, we've done, well, we've tried to clean up the experience of what it means to be a Christian, but we need to remember that we serve a savior that was born in straw and manure. Mm. Yeah. And it, uh, it doesn't necessarily smell better. Um, I'm not saying that, you know, it isn't worth it. Never said that, but you know, if you think, oh, it's going to be easy, tell that to the martyrs. Mm-hmm of, you know, tell that to the disciples, all of whom died a martyr's death. Right. Uh, tell that to the people who are being persecuted right now in Afghanistan. We, we've sanitized it as if, as if following Jesus make, will make us immune to suffering. We have an entire book of the Bible dedicated to crying out to God because things have gone yeah. off the rails. Yeah. Lamentations. Right. Yeah. Recently with the youth, we looked at Hebrews 11 mm-hmm. and every little thing there, by faith, Moses, by faith, Abraham, by faith. And get to the end, and not a one of them got to do any of the cool stuff that they were promised. And <laughs> they not didn't a one of see them. it. Yeah. They didn't see it. They didn't get to get the benefit of it. Mm-hmm. But by faith, there was something way greater mm-hmm. that they never, you know, they couldn't even wrap their brain around at the time. I love Pretty it. Cool. I can't remember when we sang it, Patrick, but there's it's just this one little line in one of the songs we sang. Um, but it's, you know, I will follow you. Da, 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 da. But if this life I lose, I will follow you. We kind of sing through that and it's like, really? Mm. Really? If we only meant the things we sang. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be the first in line to say, uh, you know, I'm not volunteering to be first, 
but uh, <laughs> but but it is. It's sobering sometimes to be reminded that there's a reason there's all these passages telling us not to be afraid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot of scary stuff that we face, even with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is all reminding me. I was actually reading yesterday. Really? In Second Corinthians. <laughs> I, hey, you know what? It's a rare thing. So no, <laughs> no in Second Corinthians, uh, first chapter, when he's talking oh, yes. about. Uh, Praise be to the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort who comforts us all in our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this yesterday because so I, in in trying to lose some weight, I realized that it's a lot harder to just make myself lose the weight. It's a lot easier to do that when I'm trying to help somebody else live a healthier lifestyle. And so one of the ways that we can help when we're struggling and when we're having a hard time finding that connection with God is in helping someone else find that connection with God. I was thinking about that yesterday while I was reading this and then us all talking about this is kind of... Do you you remember when we walked up the uh, volcano in Nicaragua? Mm Mm-hmm. We were, you know, we're up, we're all going at our own pace or whatever, and this this is not fun. And all of a sudden, you turn around, and you start walking back to help someone else walk up that volcano, and you're thinking at first, "What am I doing?" Yeah, and then you realize <laughs> I'm too tired to walk up this hill. Exactly. I'm like, do it and, twice, and, and then no. you realize, oh, I'm talking to them, and I'm encouraging mm-hmm. them, and I'm not even realizing that I'm even struggling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't even feel it. I don't even notice what's going on yeah. because I'm I'm giving them. That, that Which goes back that, to all that, that encouragement. Yeah. The whole point of this is fellowship. And, you exactly. know, we're not in this alone. It's not just, you know, we're not doing this with our own power. We've got Jesus. We've got our fellow Christians yeah. to help us along and the way. That, that is the beauty of God's creation mm-hmm. is that it is intended to be relational. And that when you're totally exhausted, when you reach out and help someone else, you suddenly have energy. Mm-hmm. I, that's not a mistake. Mm. That's not a mistake. And I, I have experienced that time and time again in the low parts of life. It's the encouragement from others, maybe by nothing other than, you know, Hey, I see you. Mm-hmm. I see what's going on and I'm really sorry. I can't help you. I'm praying for you, whatever it may be. It may be something really tiny. And so that's a reminder for me and for all of us that we, we're not islands here. Right. You know, it's not like what the lower G of God of culture tells you. It's all about you. It's all about what you smell like, what you eat, what you wear, what, where you go, where you have vacation, what you post on social media. It is important. It, it can be life saving to see someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And there's another reality to this that you know, we don't, we don't talk about it that much because it's a little, it, it might sound a little mystical or woo woo <laughs> is, you know, whenever, whenever Hebrews talks about the great cloud of witnesses mm-hmm. yeah, and, you know, we, it, it's, you know, we're encouraging here, you know, listeners to see others. But the thing is, if all else fails, you are still seen. Mm. Yeah. There, there is a, there is a company of redeemed who have gone on before us who in some way that I don't know and scripture doesn't make it clear, but somehow they're cheering for us. They're rooting for us. We are seen, you know, we are seen by the Lord and we are seen by those who've, who've gone before us. And there's, there's a lot of comfort in that. Even, you know, even though I I don't see them, they, they see me and, you know, 
I love that. We don't talk about it much. Though. Yeah. No, that's true. Wait, it's it Bill Waterson that did Family Circle, uh, the cartoon in the newspaper. I yeah. That's right. Yeah. He had a, a, a drawing on a Sunday morning drawing one time of that great cloud of witnesses mm. looking over. One of the kids was doing something, you know, and, and uh, they had that. And it was just that visual. Mm-hmm. You, you see that, but just that. And I, it would be cool to know how that happens, but <laughs> it doesn't matter how it happens. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact that scripture lets us know it happens. But yeah. it's pretty neat to see that that drawing and be reminded by people who have that ability to, to put those in pictures for us. Yeah. But I feel your pain, Kevin, because it's getting close to buying Christmas presents. And <laughs> that means we've got a car that is going to totally implode on us. It's a not, it's an every it's gonna year yeah. guaranteed. And I don't know why, but if <laughs> when it's time to get Christmas for the kids, a car is going to, it's going to be a thousand dollars. It just, I don't know what it is. I'm just ready. To, I'm thinking I want to walk from just November <laughs> through happens. January or something. Oh gosh, I remember a couple of weeks ago, and uh, you, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you guys have experienced this when there's just there's already so much junk going on, and then there's something that happens, and you're just so over it. Mm. You take care of it, but you are on autopilot, and almost like you blow through it. And it's like, I'll punch that in the yeah. face. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and that's what, you know, we were, Serena and I were, we were in the midst of, you know, going, uh, you know, we had to get stuff ready for closing. We had to get stuff ready to move and, uh, and, you know, we're just busy. Cameron was registering and, and everything. And we're, we're in a parking lot somewhere and the battery goes dead on the car. Yeah. 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 And we were just like, oh, <laughs> and turned it over one more time and it turned over just enough to start. And we'd like drove straight to Walmart. And it was one of those things. We just like, didn't even talk to each other. <laughs> we weren't mad at each other, yeah, but we yeah. were just so mad. Yeah. And it's like pulled in and uh, I'm like, Oh, I'm not going to the auto center and letting them do it. No. <laughs> so she left the car running. I went in, got a battery, came out, and uh, I changed that battery in the parking lot, baby. Wow. There you go. Just, and all the whole time, I was like, you're not going to defeat me. <laughs> you know, took the other battery out, took it into the, you know, the deposit place. And I was like, there you go. <laughs> That's right. So, um, yeah, that. Had, that thing, had that thing done in about 20 minutes. And it was just satisfying to start it up. I'm like, nice try. Not today, Satan. And <laughs> went on with the next thing. But. It was just like on a, on a, on a, on another day, it would have been like, Oh, the battery's dead. The day is ruined. <laughs> so it's just a blip then. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm thankful for you guys. I'm thankful for this ministry podcast. Yeah. And it was, uh, you know, for me personally today, it, it was good to talk to you. Hey, um, I'll, I'll keep, I'll keep coming back. Yeah. Yeah. We'll keep doing our Wednesday night things. Folks remember yeah. they are Wednesday nights, six forty-five. but you'll want to come early to uh, to have dinner at five, yeah, and then um, the uh, North Side Praise uh, service at six o'clock. And as I said on the last podcast that I was on, um, we are we we have made some adjustments and thing, and that that is going to be a prayer service, uh, prayer and praise. And so I make sure that you're there. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be really really cool. Also remember that this Sunday, September fifth. 
is our new schedule for Sunday services That's as well. Right. Yes. 8 a.m. 8, Woo-hoo. 9, 10, 11. It's real hard to remember. <laughs> 8 o'clock worship, 9 o'clock worship, 10 o'clock Sunday school, and then 11 o'clock worship. So Good. Excellent. Yep. Well, guys, thanks for podcasting with me. And thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> That's the first time anybody said that. I Thank know. you. Everybody just ignores me when I say thanks. <laughs> we don't want to mess you up. <laughs> and thanks to all of you out there in the world for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, and leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from us, you can follow us on Instagram at Northside Now Podcast. Go to our website, northsidejackson.com, or email us at podcast at northsidejackson.com. We hope to hear from you soon. Once again, I'm Patrick. I'm Glenn. And this is Kevin. And Kevin Glenn. And that's what's happening at Northside Now. <laughs>